Hey everybody, welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glories and sanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and uh, once again I'm alone this week, uh, so it's time for another list episode. But I've got an interesting little twist on our normal list philosophy here. Uh, I think I've come up with an idea that should make for a very kind of interesting scenario here. But before we get into that, of course, we got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Uh, take a look at us at geekworldorder.com. We're on social media at Geek World Order on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, you can look up Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast and Geek World Order. Give us a like. We're also on all of the major podcast provider outlets, so please subscribe to the show. Leave us a comment. Leave us that five-star review. And uh, please help spread the podcast. So, for today's episode, I've got a bit of an interesting list here. I have 10 80s cartoon characters that I think would be a good fit in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, of course, pro wrestling, Vince McMahon's World Wrestling Federation uh, ruled the, the world in the 80s. And really, the rise of and popularity of Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. You've got a whole just world of colorful characters that really fit into everything that the, 80 was do the 80s were doing on television and media. So, I feel like I've assembled a list of characters that will fit right into the world of professional wrestling, especially in the 80s. So, for the first I list item here, and these aren't ranked in your traditional 10 to 1. Um, I've just got 10 in general, so let's just go through them here. But for the first one, I have a trio of G.I. Joe characters that seem to be always put together uh, in their appearances. Alpine, Bazooka, and Quick Kick. So for them, they're going to be a three-man tag team, very much like the Freebirds, uh, who, of course, there is the Freebird rule in wrestling. If When you have a, a multi-man stable like that and they have the tag team titles, any two of the, of the three competitors can be represented in one of those matches. Uh, that is called the Freebird Rule. And for these guys, they always work together very well. You know, Bazooka's the big muscle, Alpine's kind of the normal guy, and Quick Kick's your smaller, more agile guy. But, dude, these guys always have this great comedic timing. They're sort of like the New Day of the 80s. So, these guys, this was one of the first ones I even thought of for this list. But, dude, they've got that quality to them. You can kind of mix them in and out. And they have a great dynamic when they're together for their scenes in the show. So, I feel they would be a great Freebird-style tag team to really pump up the list here. And really get great crowd reactions. Obviously, baby faces. The good guys of, of pro wrestling. And just an absolute 
great dynamic here. So, but speaking of groups, and we're staying within the realm of G.I. Joe, but we're going towards the heels, the bad guys, the guys that you just want to stomp your heel into and just flush them out. But honestly, I can't think of a more appropriate group. Um, and this just wouldn't be a tag team. This would be an entire faction. And I am, of course, talking about the Dreadnoughts. Which, of course, they're basically a big old biker gang. But you have structure and organization to them. Of course, starting at the top, you have Zartan, the leader of the Dreadnoughts. He's your big, he's your big bad. He's your world title contender. He's going to be the guy delivering most of the promos and getting a lot of the airtime. Uh, but of course, you have Zarana, uh, Zartan's sister. Of course, a strong female lead and easily an instant competitor to any women's world title. And a threat to that, you know, or she could be a, a valet for Zartan and simultaneously be a woman's championship contender. So, right there. Uh, then you've sort of got the the three middle tier characters here in uh, Xandar, Thrasher, and Monkey Wrench. Uh, the three Dreadnoughts all introduced in Season 2, but they could be your individual guys you know, carrying the lower card title, something like the Intercontinental title, or any kind of a lower card title. And then, of course, you have the original three Dreadnoughts, Buzzer, Ripper, and Torch. They would be your tag team. And, of course, put them in a in the Freebird role situation, have them do six-man tags. But, overall, you have an entire... an entire stable of individuals you can use here and you know you could put all the gold on them and really have a powerful powerful organization and let's face it the dreadnoughts are look like the most 80s of biker gangs anyway so they really do fit into the world of pro wrestling they are like just over the top characters so let's move on to number three because you know every wrestling federation has to have that big big buff Hogan type baby face character you know all the muscles all the hair all the charisma all the you know this is the guy that everybody comes to cheer for so and who's bigger and tanner and got hair in, than anyone else in the 80s world? He-Man. That's right, folks. Prince Adam, He-Man himself, is our choice here. He's that big, bold, Hulk Hogan type of baby face. You know? And, he, and he's got everything. He's got the, the muscles, the charisma... I mean, when he's Prince Adam, he's got the fashion sense. And, of course, you know, uh, wrestlers, of course, have some odd fashion choices, especially when it comes to their backstage personas and when they cut promos. So why not have the uh, 
promos done in the Prince Adam style attire and go out to the ring dressed as He-Man. Because, let's face it, there's nothing Vince, lo Vince McMahon loves more than a big old hulking roid rage piece of meat. And, well, there's really no other cartoon character that really conjures up that image more than He-Man. Alright, so, moving on our list here. Uh, of course, all of our top baby faces, guys like Randy Savage, a lot of those have... They have their, their manager, and some have a dedicated manager. And some have Miss Elizabeth, the great ringside presence, um, someone who has definitely wanted to have been fought over by numerous wrestlers, uh, you know, see the explosion of the mega powers. Uh, so for this valet manager type role, and someone who's really come into that is... April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because for me, April kind of really falls into that banner. She's, you know, she's got that look, that personality. She gets captured by the bad guys. Uh, the good guys seem to want to fight over her. Because there are definitely some weird episodes where the Ninja Turtles sure they want to bang April. So just all of those similarities put together really make me just that's what makes me think of April Neal in that manager valet type role of a Miss Elizabeth character. So that's my choice for that. Alright so the fifth one on the list here and yes we're already at number five is of course wrestling is a story and you have to have someone telling that story which is why you have the announcers uh, of course uh, before he became the evil boss Vince McMahon was a commentator uh, guys like Jesse Ventura uh, of course when as you get into the 90s you've got the combination of uh, Jerry the King Lawler and good old JR you've got guys like Michael Cole and Taz but there's always a dynamic to it. Typically, your two-man announce team is going to have a face-heel dynamic. And usually the face of that group is the straight man. He's the play-by-play. -play. He's calling the action in the ring. Much like your you know, height of popularity, Jim Ross. And then you have to the Jim Ross, the color commentator, who isn't necessarily calling much of the action. He's more... Maybe doing more storyline things, um, kissing, you know, the heels' butts, putting them over. He's adding color to the commentary, which is why he's the color commentator. And there's always that dynamic. Usually there's going to be some kind of arguing between them. Well, although they're not necessarily heel and face in their series, they're both good guys, but... Is there anyone that really embodies that face-heel announcer dynamic more than the duo of Chip and Dale from Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers? Because, man, I don't know how they get through an episode, but they fight all the time. They argue about everything. 
And honestly, okay, one, I would just want to hear them be announcers just because of their voices, but because of the fact that they argue and bicker and have that dynamic, that's what makes me think of them for this role. And I would love to see them as, you know, announcers. Uh, Chip would, of course, be the face announcer. He'd be the straight guy, the play-by-play guy. And Dale, of course, adding the jokes, the humor, and probably just arguing with whatever Chip said because he's probably going to disagree with it no matter what. All right, so there's there we are, folks. We are already halfway through our 10 here. So in that case, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, and then we'll come back with the rest of this list. Boomtown, gone bust. There's a lesson here about human nature and financial security. The company now known as IDS American Express has never cottoned to get-rich-quick schemes. For 90 years, they've held the best investment is to sit down one-to-one with a knowledgeable person you can trust and work out a long-term financial plan. An IDS American Express planner can sit down with you even at home to size up your goals like saving on taxes, educating your kids, retirement, develop a prudent plan to reach them, then help put it into action. A chance to prosper without going bust. Sit down with an IDS American Express planner. It could be the best investment you'll ever make. The most earth-shattering deep-down the most realistic just. Whole position at its best. Only the Atari 5200 Super System plays them. Moon Patrol with arcade graphics. Real sports baseball. You're out. Only on Super System. 2600 games, the adapter plays them all. The Atari 5200 Super System. Its only competition is you. pleasure with double mint gum double good double fresh double delicious double good double good double mint gum double your pleasure with double mint gum i remember hearing somebody say i was dead i thought about janice bobby who take care of them now coming back it's all right now i got a second chance to do all those things I meant to do. At Prudential, we know most of us don't get a second chance. Talk to a Prudential agent and get the peace of mind that comes with a piece of the rock. I did. Get a piece of the rock. Prudential Life Insurance. After a whole semester of college food, ooh, homemade spaghetti sauce. No, Tommy, this is Prego. Sauce from a jar? Well, what about all that great stuff Mom puts in her homemade sauce? It's in there. Even bits of real herbs and onions and garlic? It's in there. Well, what about homemade taste? Look, Professor, it's in there. 100% natural Prego spaghetti sauce. Homemade taste. It's in there. Mmm. Hey, it's good to be home. The sun will come out tomorrow. There'll come a day when the sun generates more of our electricity. But progress is slow. 
costs high. It's still many tomorrows away. That's why we need other ways, like conservation, coal, nuclear energy, energy America can count on today. I love you tomorrow. Energy to get us to tomorrow. Sponsored by the U.S. Committee for Energy Awareness. Next, Carol salutes Lucy in an all-star extravaganza, destined to become an American tradition. Wait for me! Join your favorite stars and TV's greatest legends. Fairy tales can come true. In a sparkling two-hour special. I love you all very much. The Television Academy Hall of Fame, next. Jack in the Box takes the burger to new heights. The first Swiss and Bacon Burger Supreme. We combine melting cheese and crisp bacon on grilled rye bread for a whole new burger taste. This time we even topped ourselves. Hey, aren't you going to compare it to the other guys? The Swiss never take sides. New Swiss and Bacon Burger Supreme from Jack in the Box. There's no comparison. I need that package of slides for a major presentation tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. You got it. Not noon, not three, 10.30 a.m. You got it. Listen to me. No slides, no presentation. You got it. Well, where is it? You'll get it. Next time, send it Federal Express. We schedule delivery by 10.30 a.m. So why fool around with anyone else? All right, and we are back, and we're continuing our list of 80s characters I think would, of 80s cartoon characters I believe would work in the pro wrestling universe. And so we're going to continue on this train, and of course every territory, every promotion is going to have their on-screen authority figures in the form of a commissioner or a president. Um, in the 80s, there was WWF President Jack Tunney, who would, some, who would sometimes have to show up on screen to lay down the law, make the biggest of the big matches, and have that authoritative presence. Uh, for me, that comes to Bionic 1 from the Bionic 6. He's the father of the family. He's the leader of the team. He just has that authoritative air about him and really a number of your main protagonists here could fill that role guys like optimus prime um duke maybe i don't know personally i think duke's a little on the boring side maybe flint but no for me bionic one has that fatherly air about him something where you would want to see him in that role of an authority figure, a president, someone who's earned their spot on the roster, someone who's really earned their way to the top of the of the company, and a good foil for many of your heels, your bad guys. Someone who would who has the gravitas to put them in their place. So for me. The authority figure is Bionic One. Um, now, there's also a number of guys who you've got your top baby faces, your He-Man type characters. Now, 
You've got your big bads, your face heel dynamics, your world title contenders. But some guys never make it to the top. Some guys never win the big one. And there's so many guys who were maybe intercontinental champions, tag team champions. But for some reason, they just couldn't get to that world title level when you had the guys like Hogan and Savage and the Ultimate Warrior really taking up the spots of the card. I mean, guys like Ted DiBiase, Jake the Snake Roberts, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig, Scott Hall. There's a lot of guys who, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper was another one who got to that big popular level, but they never were the world champion, never the guy on top. And for me, that role, I really think goes to Destro. This guy, I mean, really with his, you know, being an arms dealer and kind of the swag and the money he has, he is sort of like the evil version of Ted DiBiase. So really... And Destro, of course, is kind of always second fiddle to Cobra Commander. You know, as, you know, while he's still around, there's really not, you know, really not much for Destro to do when there's someone at the top of the card like Cobra Commander. So, but Destro is a super popular character in his own right. You know, when you look at, you know, the number of figures he has in general the role he has in the comics, the cartoon. There's definitely, you know, reasons to see why Destro is so popular and a great written character, just full of charisma and swagger and charm and, like, dude, he's... But I could definitely be him seeing on that level of a character that gets over, gets popular, but for some reason, just can't win the big belt there's always somebody in his way yeah you're gonna have a cobra commander you're gonna have a he-man you have somebody who's who in that wrestling federation of 80s cartoon characters is always gonna upstage him and that's a shame because destro he de he deserves the run but let's face it he's probably not gonna get it ah but of course as we talk about those big time top characters we've got a lot of them are going to have a manager and you're going to have a sleazeball manager if you're a heel a guy like the mouth of the south jimmy hart who had his run and you know boisterous obnoxious annoying someone who's who or someone who may have money and buys opportunities for their champion Make sleazy business deals. And for that, there is no one who is the more perfect sleaze machine in the 80s cartoon universe than from Jim and the Holograms, Eric Raymond. And honestly, as I've done this show, and watching Jim and the Holograms is, has been odd. It's an odd show, but Eric is probably, one, is probably my favorite character in this show. He's super smart, but he is sleazy businessman to a T. 
absolutely insane. The man is money hungry. He's got a chip on his shoulder uh, from being, you know, let go as a former partner of Starlight Industries. And he's got a vendetta. So really, the, the motivation, the character, really makes me think of that sleazy, just sleazeball manager, you know, working with the top heel, distracting the bad guy, you know, distracting the good guys so they can get the chickens. Yeah, Eric Raymond fits that role to a T. And so number nine on the list here, uh, if for some reason in the 80s and 90s, wrestlers had, you know, well, wrestlers have what they call gimmicks, their persona, you know, what they project, their character. And a lot of these characters had, are based on jobs, like, You'd have a wrestler who's a plumber or a garbage truck driver or a repo man. You'd have the burglar. You had uh, the goon who was a hockey player. And uh, speaking of a guy in a hockey mask, Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, our lovable vigilante crime fighter. Which, that could be a gimmick of its own. But yeah. Of course, he'd come to the ring in his mask. Take it off to wrestle. Pull out his bag of assorted baseball bats and hockey sticks and golf clubs. Uh, just for some reason, thinking of those different wrestlers with the gimmicks and jobs. Of course, you've also got clowns. Don't forget Doink the Clown. But yeah, a lot of wrestlers in the 80s and into the 90s, their character, their job was, their gimmick was a job. They were identified by their job, much like people still are today. So for that, Casey Jones comes to mind for that role. And finally, number 10 on the list here, um, of course, you have your big, you know, top mega baby face. But to every baby face, there needs to be a heel, a villain, perhaps someone to chase for the title, someone to chase after the title. But there's always a back and forth dynamic between the heel and the face. And really, this is going to be pretty much most of your... 80s cartoon villains. Guys like the Cobra Commander, Skeletor, Mamra. They're all these over-the-top evil personalities. They're going to be bo boisterous and bombastic. And you want to beat the living tar out of them. You want to see them fail and get destroyed. And you want the hero to stop them. And that's really sort of the best way to do world titles. You know, you have this heel, like, you know, someone like Skeletor is the world champion. He's on top of the world. He's gloating. You want to see He-Man beat him. It's really the premise of the storytelling of 
most of your cartoons, especially in the 80s, you have a bad guy who does bad things. And you want to see the good guy topple them and defeat them. And just really the ultimate, you know, this power struggle. And you want the storytelling and just to really ride that crescendo to, you know, boom, here we go. We've got it worked, done. The, the good guy comes in. They save the day. You know, they win the title from the bad guy. You know, it's Hulkamania's running wild, brother. And just the crowd roars. And you want to have that just f awesome feeling. And that's where really... But to get to that point, you've got to have that top heel to play the counterbalance. And honestly, you know, Look at guys like the Shredder. You know, so many other cartoon villains. Dr. Claw. And just when you see them, you know, get defeated and our heroes win, it brings that moment of joy. So that's really where you want. You want to have that iconic villain to that iconic hero so you can melt that perfect ending. Ah, man, so that's been our list, folks. That has been a 10 uh, 80s cartoon characters I believe would fit absolutely well into the world of professional wrestling. Of course, check us out on social media. Subscribe to us on all of the major podcast providers, and uh, we'll see you next time. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy Savage. Nothing means nothing. Nothing. nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? More. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it, yeah. Let me say it loud and let me point to the president of the world wrestling federation the macho man randy savage is not happy with your decision yeah i am the cream in the world wrestling federation wait, wait and there is no doubt about it yeah you mean gene oakland you know that i'm the cream of the crop Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference here. Yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, now I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream, yeah. Yeah, the cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. 
Then nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Pure athlete. Yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better.